0: Welcome to the Big Film Buffet Snack Edition. My name is Jen Fricker and joining me is the Prince of Pod. Ooh. The man with the golden tonsils. Oh
1: my Lord.
0: As many syllables as is in his name as he has hearts of gold. Wow. Alexi Toliopoulos. This is one of
1: the most beautiful intros I've ever received. Thank
0: you so much. You know why? Why? Because being here with you right now. Is everything
1: to me. Oh, my God. I'm floating on cloud 12, past cloud (laughs) nine even currently.
0: (laughs) No, I just, uh, you know, I want you to know that being here with you right now is so important to me. Oh, Because could you imagine if anyone else was here?
1: If we were different people If we
0: weren't us (gasps) If you were played by someone
1: else Oh my god Funny you should say that Jen (laughs) Yes I'm actually thinking about those sliding doors What if casting moments myself Mm -hmm. Like who else was up for some of those iconic roles In cinematic history Uh, Because I've just been reading Seth Rogen's memoir And in it there is one of the most scrumptious pieces Of what if casting in there Where he talks about making The movie The Green Hornet That he made with Michelle Gondry uh, Like a superhero movie Kind of adaptation of a comic book From way back when
0: Oh my god I'm so ignorant of Green Hornet What's it about? It's a superhero movie Kind of like
1: a superhero movie A little bit Batman-y But a little bit more surrealistic Because it's got that Michelle Gondry thing going on I remember it because I did see it in cinemas a uh, very rare occasion for that movie to be seen in cinemas. So it lives in my brain.
0: Rent free, as the kids would say.
1: Oh, no, it's paying. Okay. It's paying to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in that film, Christoph Waltz plays the villain. Uh-huh. But the What If casting was the studio really wanted one of my favourite actors, Mr. Nicholas Cage, Hollywood's most eccentric madman, to play that role. Mm-hmm. And Seth talks about him testing for it and him bringing his ideas to it to a dinner where they were meeting up to talk about the film. And Nicolas Cage said that he wanted to play that villain as a white Jamaican guy.
0: Wow And
1: so he's doing like this Bahamas accent at the dinner And Seth and I believe Evan Goldberg, his creative partner Were just like, this is a bit whack
0: Oh my god! And gosh. when it became
1: clear that it wasn't working Nicholas Cage just left the dinner
0: I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> exactly <laughs> There's no tapering off from that, is there?
1: Not at all And I think, you know, when you've got Cage You're going to get a bold choice like that, right?
0: Totally, he never goes half in on anything He comes in with some very big ideas mm-hmm. Big and swings
1: Absolutely big swings like no one swings harder than him and that's why we do love him. Yep. One of the other iconic roles that Nick Cage has been up for, almost happened, was unbelievably he was almost cast as Aragorn in Lord of the Rings. Wow. The role made famous by Viggo Mortensen.
0: Wow.
1: Isn't that kind of out there?
0: Similar intensity and the type of actor, I guess. Again, though, what if Aragorn had a white... (laughs) Bahamian accent.
1: Be <laughs> that, so sick. If that every time he goes, he goes for a role <laughs> that he doesn't particularly was like. Okay, I'm doing it as a Bahamas guy. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's gonna be Caribbean.
0: Oh my god! But
1: he turned it down because he said it's gonna take two years. I want to spend that time with my young kids, mm. and he doesn't regret it because he loves the Lord of the Rings movie so much that he would never have been able to enjoy them as a fan otherwise.
0: That's cute. Isn't that sweet? That's a lovely perspective. Mm.
1: Lawrence Fishburne, Ah. who's best known for playing Morpheus in The Matrix, but he was actually Quentin Tarantino's first choice to play Jules in Pulp Fiction. Wow And I love Lawrence Fishburne I think at this time In history He's one of the best Actors going And I know Quentin Tarantino Shares that opinion With me That's why we get Along so well That's We've got a few Things in common That's why you guys
0: Are besties (laughs) Hypothetically But he actually
1: Turned it down Because he thought That it was a little Cavalier With the use of Heroin Kind of making it Feel attractive In that movie Right Okay But can you imagine Him in that role
0: Yeah Honestly Because I feel like I mean I love Samuel L. Jackson Mm. And obviously Iconic Samuel L. Jackson role now But I feel like Laurence Fishburne's A lot less like operatic
1: I think that's it right Because I think Samuel L. Jackson He reads that character like poetry Like Shakespearean Mm. Something so operatic And like building in like How big that performance becomes Whereas I think Laurence Fishburne Is a little bit more naturalistic A little bit more nuanced Deeply intense as well But I feel like that's a Completely different take on the characters That may even shape the movie differently
0: Totally Yeah, yeah, yeah Johnny Trav mm. Johnny Travolta One of my biggest stars. stars
1: Of course, from Pulp Fiction
0: The very Pulpy Fiction Was considered for Forrest Gump
1: Yes, I've heard this as well Because Tom Hanks, John Travolta In the 90s Weirdly, mm. two of the biggest movie stars going
0: Weirdly? Weirdly, at all.
1: Well, it's just kind of like hard to go back and remember. Like these are two guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they were going up for almost all the same roles at a certain point, especially mm. like all the big ones.
0: You know what? They're kind of old school Hollywood showmen in the way. Mm, big time. that Travolta could dance. He could, oh, yeah. you know, sing. He could. Act as well. The what other are the one the great triple
1: threats. Yeah,
0: and Tom Hanks, you know, he's com- comedic, mm-hmm. but he was beginning his drama career.
1: I can't really imagine John DeVolta as Forrest Gump. Like, I know that he said that he's almost regretted it, but I think mm. he did Pulp Fiction the same year, which really, like, revitalised his career, made him that comeback king. Mm. But I don't know, man.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to imagine it. It is. It, I, can't, I can't see it being anyone else. Yeah. I can't, and I won't. Frankly. <laughs> he
1: refused.
0: Speaking of triple threats,
1: mm-hmm.
0: singing, <gasps> dancing, yep. acting. Yep. One name comes to mind.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Gwyneth Stefani.
1: <laughs> I don't Popular- know if her name's Gwyneth. <laughs> <laughs> That's Gwen
0: Stefani. Gwen
1: Stefani. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I've ever seen her act before.
0: The Aviator. Oh, she's in The Aviator, of course. And also just her video clips are always character pieces. So she, uh, in a Vogue interview, said that she was the kind of runner-up to Mm. Angelina Jolie uh, getting cast in Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Really? It's film history. Imagine one of the most iconic film couples. Mm
1: -hmm. Brad Pitt, Angie Jolie.
0: Angie Jolie. And instead it was a Gwen Stefani.
1: My God, that's like totally different universe stuff right there.
0: Yeah, that would alter the fabric of history, frankly.
1: Like, honestly, completely different dimension. Mm. Perhaps even I'm taken to a galaxy far, far away hearing this stuff. One of the most iconic roles in film history, big movie star breakthrough performance is Harrison Ford as Han Solo in a little franchise called Star Wars.
0: I think I'm heard of it.
1: But... Before that, there were a few other actors in line for the role and he is one that was offered it. They said, it was mine for the taking, but I didn't understand the script. And that actor is Mr. Alfredo James Pacino, Al Pacino, the godfather himself.
0: Wow.
1: That seems kind of like out there casting when you think of who Hunt Solo is and you Mm -hmm. think about who Al Pacino is. And I know why, because George Lucas, the writer, director of Star Wars... Based Han Solo and his best friend Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah, he was like, "This is who Coppola is to me. He's this guy, this kind of scoundrel, this kind of scalywag who gets things done." So he like approached a few of like his actors, like, who yeah, 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 from that
0: him- stable, yeah,
1: from that stable. So he went to Al Pacino. Then the other choices were Jack Nichols and Chevy Chase, and Bill Murray were also considered. Oh my
0: god! All
1: of them completely different movies.
0: Far out. I mean, I feel like Al Pacino. He's got that kind of sexy swagger, you Mm -hmm. know. That would be kind of hot, frankly. Yeah. Getting steamed up over it,
1: especially a little short king as Han Solo. Oh,
0: that'd be it's just a little nugget. (laughs) (laughs) A <laughs> little bit of carbonite Trapping that king
1: <laughs> Oh my god If only You've got R2-D2 And, and Al Pacino As Han Solo Same height, same height <laughs> Towered by Chewbacca
0: Oh that's so good From spacecraft To watercraft Wow And segues being my craft
1: wow
0: the heart of the ocean baby Titanic
1: whoa a Titanic one
0: it's the start of this beautiful film friendship I guess between Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio Mm -hmm. but a man who thought he absolutely nailed the audition and thought he had it was Matthew McConaughey wow
1: wouldn't
0: that be such a different film
1: I mean they're completely different actors yeah I think that Matthew Gohanahe I love because I feel like he never lies on screen. He mm, mm. fully embodies the character, like he's he does he's not chameleonic, but I feel like he believes absolutely everything he's saying. Yeah. I think that he would have been a fantastic Jack.
0: Because
1: mm. he's was a bit of a scallywag from the days and Confused era.
0: Warm. He's got yes. a warmth to him.
1: Oh, my Lovable. God. Lovable. You'd fall in love with him. Yeah.
0: So he said of his Titanic audition, it was one of those auditions where I thought I left and I thought I had it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Kate Winslet really enjoyed it. It was a huge opportunity, but Cameron liked Leonardo DiCaprio better. Wow. Interesting.
1: I think that's fantastic. I would love to see that ultimate universe because there's a few other Titanic ones that really stand out to Mm me. Gwyneth Paltrow was almost Rose. She was said that she was down to like the last two really. She was considered. But also Claire Danes turned it down because she'd just done Romeo and Juliet with the aforementioned Leonardo DiCaprio and just felt like it would be just the same thing again. She couldn't really go through it. And she also just saw Leo star rising so much. I think she became a bit intimidated as that went on.
0: Oh, that's very interesting. Would
1: have been, uh, I mean, I love Claire Danes. I love Gwyneth Paltrow. Both would in beautiful movies Yeah But also One of the other iconic roles In that movie uh-huh. The unsinkable Molly Brown Played by Kathy Bates Of Misery Fame
0: I feel like Yeah Far out An iconic Kathy Bates role
1: Absolutely mm. Do you know who it was Offered to first Oops. reba mcintyre country music legend oh my god <laughs> what the hell yes it, reba was the first offered that role i think she would have embodied the spunk of that character but she turned it down because she says we were on tour and i had a lot of people on the <laughs> payroll and we had these three months to do the movie and then they got behind on scheduling and said no we're gonna have to move it in this time so she said no so she could keep touring and pay all her staff.
0: That's crazy. Isn't
1: that unbelievable?
0: Wow. When you're an industry, like Reba is an industry, <laughs> you can't sink that industry just for a little movie. Maybe it's one of the biggest movies of all time, but Reba's still one of the biggest country singers of all time. So.
1: Absolutely. I think like what's so fascinating about going through all of these, a lot of them are those like big star-making roles, like the ones that broke them into like stratospheric like movie stardom. One that has stood out to me was Molly Ringwald was offered the role of Vivian in Pretty Woman before Julie Roberts was discovered.
0: Wow. And she's
1: already like huge wattage movie star at that time. Mm. And this is what she said in this Reddit AMA. I think I saw an early draft when it was called 3000. Creepy title, by the way, for the movie. Yuck. I don't specifically remember turning it down. The script was okay, but I got to say Julia Roberts is what makes that movie. It was her part. Every actor hopes for a part that lets them shine like that.
0: Wow.
1: That's kind of beautiful, right?
0: I mean, she's got the toothy redhead thing on lock.
1: Mm, Absolutely. (laughs) Far
0: out. But that would have been such a different movie.
1: Yeah, I think it would have worked too. I think Molly Ringwald's a great actor and also can hit some of those great comedic beats. But- you, it's undeniable when you've got like a movie star breakthrough role Like Julie Roberts has in Pretty Woman
0: Can I give you a bonus one?
1: Give me a bonus
0: Speaking of industries mm-hmm. Speaking of one word icons <gasps> Guess who auditioned for Hermione in the Harry Potter films?
1: One word icons? Yeah What <laughs> <it> share? Madonna? <laughs> Which one was it?
0: It was Fricker
1: What? But- <laughs> oh my God! Are you serious?
0: Yeah, I auditioned for Hermione.
1: You auditioned for Hermione?
0: Yeah, I didn't get it. Obviously, are you sure?
1: Yeah, what do you mean? What Maybe missed the call.
0: No, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Check Dude, in I with just them. Slept, I slept through my alarm. Yeah, I auditioned for it. They did a really cool. Well, they did a big worldwide audition campaign. Anyone could audition. So. I auditioned, uh, a couple of my friends auditioned. Actually, my friend Rowan Witt, a uh, musical theatre actor. He was in The Matrix. It was between him and Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, my God. And then J.K. Rowling intervened at the last minute and said, I want an all British
1: cast. I'm tingling right now. I know. I can't believe this. You're almost Hermione.
0: I mean, not really almost, but okay. yeah. Okay,
1: can you do your audition? Let me- I just need to get back in there.
0: Like Guardian Leviosa. We got, uh, I don't even remember it. Well, I could
1: see maybe why you didn't <laughs> <get> the offer. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I
0: know. I could be giving speeches at the UN now. Yeah,
1: you could have been Belle in Beauty and the Beast. I could
0: have been in oh, The Bling You would be a freaking Bling Ringer.
1: Oh. <laughs> You're almost a Bling Ringer, dude. I could have
0: been Alexis Nears.
1: Oh, my God. Hello, this is Alexis Nears Nancy calling. Nancy
0: Joe, this is Alexis Nears.
1: <laughs> okay, this one I'm ah! giving you the role. Thank you. <laughs> Well, let me to one up you on that, Jen, mm-hmm. because there's a role that I did get that a famous actor did not.
0: Wow!
1: I got a role over Abby Cornish. For what? She applied to work at a video store and I got the job instead of her. <laughs> because mainly because I think I was like 14 years old and could yeah. get paid way less yeah, than yeah, she yeah. would have.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh my god, this is hot breaking news. Yeah,
1: so you know, I became a star.
0: And which one of you is a famous rapper now?